Ramirez, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hi there. This is Kat, and thank you for joining my Stand Out and Grow live podcast today. I have a very cool guest today that I think that you will thoroughly enjoy. And if you do miss this live podcast now, it will live and we also will have it on the Stand Out and Grow uh, podcast channel as well so that you can reference it. So um, I'm happy to have Susan Harrell. Uh, hopefully I'm not butchering her last name. Uh, On today, she is a media coach and marketing strategist. She wants to talk to you today about letting go of imposter syndrome, which I feel like it's such a great topic. This topic will never go away. We always need to talk about it because as we move and evolve through our business and our life, we're always questioning our own authority, our own ability, and whether we are an expert or a thought leader, right? So that would be the imposter syndrome. So um, let me bring out uh, Susan because I am super excited to have her on. Hi, Susan. So excited to be here. And I'm happy that you said that we all experience this because sometimes people feel like they're all alone in this, but it is something that we all, especially the ambitious, feel it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you for I think for a, a long time during COVID, I used to hear the imposter syndrome name and dialogue a lot. And I think probably more so then because we were all isolated. We were probably all using digital media to get our voice out there. And I think the biggest thing for people is having the confidence or feeling like they're an imposter and they're not really the expert, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's, it's so widespread. There are actually some t- some studies that show it's 95% of us. Um, the most standard ones shows 75% and that it's, I know we, we as women think that we have it more. And I think the reason why we think that we have it more is because men often take action in spite of imposter syndrome yep. or they feel it in a different way. Like they're, they're worried more about being disrespected. Women are worried more about being liked, right? And accepted. So men, typically, we can take a lesson from them in like, okay, even if you feel this way, still move forward. And one way to do that is to set a goal in the future, like you set something in the future that you know, a TED talk, or a yeah. media or whatever it is that you have to, I used to do this all the time when I taught at the learning annex, I would set the class, and then I would prep it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 no, that makes sense. So before we dive deep into this conversation, Can you give my audience a little background about you and how you came about to where you are today? So I majored in Shakespeare (laughs) (laughs) as an English major, which is not so practical, but I have a background in startups 
And okay. so, yeah, so I worked at a couple of startups and then I worked with right now, which is something really popular, is that I work with um, smart buildings. Like right now, we're all talking about how to green buildings. So I was selling those systems, $100,000 systems plus in the Silicon Valley for that. But I've, I really have married my sales experience with my English background when I started off as a publicist. So I was first booking people in the media. And then I what I found when I was booking people is I could get them all the, these great placements in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, on Larry King Live, Oprah, et cetera. And sometimes what would happen is a great big nothing. And so I started looking at what was happening. And what I saw was it was them. It was what they were saying or who they were because what we're looking at first is your presence right like that's what yep. we're bringing into first and so I started working with my clients on their presence and what they said and how they said it and how they were connecting with both the audience and the media because you have to connect with both you have to give the media what they want but also how do you say the things that are going to drive business it's going to grow your reputation and your ROI so I started focusing on that and then I moved completely into the media training aspect because I loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that totally makes sense. And and I get it. Um, OK, so I had another question when we first were talking about imposter syndrome and you talked about how it's a, a, applicable to both male and female yeah. is the whole term, you know, um, I, I just lost it here. Um, what was it? Um, fake it till you make it. Is that I part of it? I don't believe in that. No, <laughs> I don't believe in fake it till you make it. And I'll tell you why. There's a different way that you can do it, and it's called embodiment. And okay. It's called practice. And it's called competence leads to confidence. So yep. you actually have to start doing it. I was just media training a 16-year-old today who's about to get the Billie Jean King Leadership Award, and he's going to be on the ESPYs. Nice. And I said, we're practicing on Zoom. It was very quick. We're practicing on Zoom. I said, but I want you to practice standing up and sitting down because he didn't know how he was going to be interviewed. You yep. want to get the feeling in your body. And then when we were crafting what he was going to say, he was he had the revelation. He goes, oh my God, they, they had given him three questions. He goes, I thought I had to answer these questions. I'm like, no, you don't have to answer those questions. We're going to answer the questions with the information that you want your audience to know yeah. and that they need to know. So what we wanted to touch on, and in any media appearance, we want to touch on um, how do you want to grow your business? Like what kind of, we wanted to give a very specific, specific example. So his goal was to fill uh, lockers with sports, used sports equipment for the underserved community, in, including neurodiverse, as well as girls and people in like East Palo Alto, because he's near the Silicon Valley, right? And so we were talking about what well, we want to give examples of that. We want to, we want to include a quote, like how widespread is this? What's the importance of sports? And we also want to include the fact that he wants more money and more sponsors to grow his nonprofit. So we created in those answers while still answering the question and honoring Billie Jean King, yeah. we created those answers that gives, that will drive business and grow his nonprofit in there. Okay. And that's sometimes what people forget. They just want to be lively and entertaining and they forget that the purpose is to have people engage with you on whatever level you're looking for, you know, yeah. for you to, to fee. Yeah. Well, and I, just so that you know, Susan, I was alluding to more of the fact that uh, some people who uh, fake it before they make it 
puts some themselves up for imposter syndrome because they're mm-hmm. not learning the business, right? They're not learning the strategies and the things that they need to know in order to be that thought leader or expert or whatever it is that they're trying to be, right? Thought. Yeah. And, and with the fake it till they make it. So the alternative to that is really um, setting yourself up for like, future pacing yourself, who do I want to become? And then you want to sort of reverse engineer that and really look every day. I think it's an everyday moment by moment process. So it's not like just write your goals once and forget about them or read them every day. It's really about how, how, who do you want to be? And this started by the way, with the Buddha, the Buddha was saying like, who do you, who do you want to become? So this is like an ancient thing to be able to live into our own expectations, not other people's expectations, but am I every day being a little bit better or responding in some way. And part of that's self-reflection, right? Okay. Like part of it is self-awareness and self-reflection and going through those different scenarios. Even at the end of the day, I always review, like I'll re- be reviewing this podcast. What did I do well? What could I have done better? Where, where did I miss an opportunity, right? So yeah. I can learn for the next time. So it's really about that practice and iteration. Yeah. Yeah. Josie, I uh, love to comment. I love that line. Confidence yeah. leads to confidence. So there you go. There. And that's statistically backed, Josie, as well. So that's 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 research based that yeah. competence leads to confidence. So sometimes we're, we're always thinking that confidence comes first, but it's actually the reverse. We yeah. keep doing the thing and then we're like, hey, I can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Makes sense to me. OK, so you mentioned that there's three ways uh, people of all genders you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. And sensibilities can let go of imposter yeah. syndrome. So what are the three ways you want to share with us? So the first way is that future pacing. It's that who do you want to become? And then really reflecting on that daily. And number two is micromanaging your mind. And what I mean by that is in your, if you're in a situation where you feel jealousy come up or it, you're, you're, you're triggered in some way is to acknowledge that thought, but then let it go. And then think about what great thing is that you're admiring about that person. Because when you can shift that thinking in the moment, we actually Mm -hmm. change our energy and we become a more positive energy. If we're in jealousy, we have a bad energy, right? Not bad, but we have a, a lower, let's call it a lower energy. And when we're in the energy of complimenting and and like and really admiring another person that automatically raises us internally this is very subtle but it's actually really felt it's the felt experience that we have and that really on the energetic level is where most of the work takes place the other thing you know the learning your your line so to speak is more about technique and the tech and managing the techniques so that's number two and then number three is really about, um, this is another managing your mind kind of thing, but it's aphorisms don't, this is, this is research-based as well. Aphorisms don't work because we don't believe them. So we have to have create a bridge into those aphorisms. So one way to do that is not to say, I'm so great. I'm so fabulous. I'm going to be so confident. I'm not nervous when you are, but to ask a question instead of saying it as a statement, you can actually say, I wonder how I can 
feel so good in my own skin and really feel relaxed and and um, alive in this particular interaction. And that bridge saying, how can I or or um, I don't know how, because we don't know how, if we knew we went, so either, either I don't know how or how can I sort of opens our mind and the possibility to live into that future self, so to speak, too. Okay, that, that's very good um, things for people to think about, uh, especially if you're trying to let go of that imposter syndrome. Uh, and I'm writing as many co- uh, notes. Well, I, see that. I, mean, I don't know how you're writing. And <laughs> I am. I'm trying to That's such a great skill. I but love it. That way people can keep up. Okay. Yeah. Um, why you need a content management strategy for any media appearances, podcasts, or presentation? Can How can that bypass imposter syndrome? So one of the things that when you plan, prepare, and practice, you're free to be spontaneous. But the other scientific part about that is that when you get your messaging ingrained into your brain, then you don't have the danger of cortisol zooming up and stopping that because cortisol blocks short-term memory. So we actually want to practice what those messages are and in in real life like in front of the camera in front of zoom like this or whatever the situation is you want to if you're doing a ted talk you want to get up on a stage you know and actually do it so um when you're doing um camera you know it's really good to get the feel of the camera in front of you so start to practice those things in the situation and then you want a messaging strategy that really connects with the audience what we were talking about a little bit before so are you saying the kinds of things that are going to drive interest in sales but and give and give real value to the audience so you want maybe you want some advice because the media is always looking for advice what do you know that we don't know that my audience doesn't know how can you enlighten and educate entertain them um you want to have like success stories or personal stories now we really want to have we really want to know you so you want to have a personal story so when i was talking about um the um Rashan Patel, who I was, who I was just media training. I'm like, we want a story about like how you, how you went from being super shy to how basketball and sports allowed you to grow yourself and have built-in friends in a team. We want right. to know that personal story, and everybody's going to ask you that thing. Why, why do you do what you do? Why did you write that book? Why did you give that TED talk? So that's the first question that you want to answer in a very personalized way. We have had such a short period of time. I didn't tell you my signature story, but you might have more than one or or three of right. those stories of why you do, and they need to be expandable and collapsible depending on the amount of time that you have in the media. And okay. a TV show and the show like yours, it's more like the shortest answer. Right. Right. Because they're on a time crunch. So they have an yeah. agenda and, and things set in place. And well, then- typically on a ta- on a TV talk show, there's they're four, typically four minutes and you have two of them. So it's back and forth. So yep. it's not two continuous minutes. And that's just not a lot. Uh, that's not a very long time. So we're right. always thinking about ways to shortcut it. So TV, I always want my clients to have props mm-hmm. and you know, things that will shortcut a conversation, physical objects, right? Because it's a physical medium. And then the other thing is that we would want to have any kind of 
one, two, three, like you led me to, because then it's a really easy way to keep on track. So if yeah. you're super nervous, you, you can remember those three points because you will be nervous. Right. And, and then you also want to have B-roll, which is background footage, yeah. which is any kind of interesting photographs or video or print in the, in the background. So that helps tell the story that you want to tell. Okay. And then what types of businesses and what types of things are you helping people with? So I'm, I'm in the socially conscious area, the social entrepreneur. So I'm working yep. with women founders and people who are like innovative innovators and on the edge or anyone who has a business book, product, service, or cause that's launching. But really, I'm, I'm really looking for uh, the kind of people that I mostly work with are people who are really doing something great in the world, but that can also be a piece of chocolate, right? Or yep, something yep, delicious, yep. right? Um, yeah. And so I work with them from everything. Some people don't necessarily want to become thought leaders. Some people are on a book tour, for example, and they yep. want to promote their book, but they might be promoting a course because gotcha. they're making money on the book, right? They're promoting courses and speaking engagements. So that's all, all integrated into the pattern, right? So you're not, you're, you're not focused on that. You're focused on the information in the book or what's going to give value to the audience. Yeah. So those now I've forgotten the question. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> what types of people are you helping with the different campaigns? You know, yeah. you because so, you you had mentioned TED Talk. Do you help people prepare for TED Talks? You know, that's so fascinating that you asked that because I end up preparing and helping people with TED Talks. I usually recommend they get a TED coach, but yep. then I'm also looking at, I'm helping them also how to, because TED coaches usually don't talk about this. How do you use the stage? How do yep. you engage with the audience? I'm showing them how to do all of that physically as well to use your whole physicality. So I'm a black belt in Aikido and former teaching tennis pro. So I really want to be able to have that embodied and, and physical too. So how do you use the stage? How do you use all of your body in the area that you have? Right. Mm -hmm. And also, is that TED talk like in the right order? Is it engaging? Because oftentimes um, it's not going to be sometimes with people that I've worked with, it's not quite on it. Right. So we, mm -hmm. we experiment, we play, we practice, we, we do maybe some things that are out of character or uncomfortable to get to the thing, the essence of the thing. Right. And yeah. that's what we're always looking for, the essence of this thing. So TED Talks, um, book tours, launching a product, um, becoming a thought leader. So I have a lot of clients becoming who want to become thought leaders. Um, one of my clients I prepped for recently for the Wall Street Journal, who's in the tech sector, right? Okay. Like, um, because of what's what's going on in tech, it's really topical, right? So I'm always looking for people who are topical now. I mean, in you know, we're always looking for the intersection between the media and your topic, right? Yeah. Like what you, and your expertise. Yeah. 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 So because I I can think of a lot of situations, and a lot of times when uh, I have people that are viewing the podcast, they're always thinking in the back of my head, "Well, that's not for me," you know. So I'm trying to get you to relate to some of the people and some of the things I would imagine if they this was their first keynote do you help with that keynote speakers yeah that's not my real my real zone of genius is media okay you know so oftentimes what happens is like one of my clients was speaking at um What's the Santa Cruz one called? Um, that big stage on in Santa Cruz. Um, it's skipping anyway. It's um, so I prepped her for that, and she yeah. came back and said, "But we were we were doing media training." And she's like, "Well, I've got to yeah. give this talk," and and I I 
I asked her to hire a coach for that and she wouldn't, she wouldn't. So I said, okay. So we wanted to talk about how she was going to grow her business of the future because she was moving out of one-to-one. She was a a, a medical doctor. So she was moving out of her practice into more speaking. And I said, so we want to talk more about that. And what she said after she was on that stage, she's like, I was the only one there who was media coached. I could tell. And then at the end, she was bombarded with people who wanted to engage with her and who wanted to, you know, hire her for speaking, but also wanted to do, she now has like a a bio facility that does like all kinds of biohacking. So people fly in from all over the world to do this kind of future, how you maintain your health and wellness and well-being. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So can you give us a flavor of some people you have helped? Oh, gosh, yes. So everyone from rock stars to um, uh, contestants and what is it called? The the Iron Chef. Yeah. So some of my clients, rock stars like um, Bob Marley's son. Mm -hmm. And but I also work with, you know, entrepreneurs, authors and speakers who are regular. I I work with the Ganja Guru several times. He was on a PBS special, um, you know, about this was before cannabis sort of became that it is today. So really, I work with I love to work with it's anything that I'm fascinated with. Mm-hmm. you know, that people have. So if I'm not fascinated with them and I don't love it, but I know that they're media savvy and media ready, I will refer them to someone else, but I have to love it and be interested in it. So I've worked on snacks and, um, you know, let's see, some of my latest ones are the um, fractional recruiting firm. So okay women founder. So it really, people often ask me, um, well, do you have experience in my genre? Right. And, and I say that doesn't matter. And it's good if I don't because so a lot of medical doctors and wellness, right. It, it's good if I don't, because you have to be able to speak to me and you have to be able to speak to the public and have them understand it. So it doesn't actually matter. So it's to me, it's, are you media worthy and can I help you? And do you have something that's going to help a lot of, a lot of great people out there? Yeah. So are you still doing the PR business or are you just... I don't do the media placements. I work with the PR firms and the people who have marketing, internal marketing departments or their VA is doing it. I do the media training. So I partner with PR firms. Okay. Yeah. So... So if there are PR firms out there that want their client to be media trained, that would yep. be a really great um, match. And I refer people to PR firms so they can get booked. Okay. Okay. Cause I, I would imagine someone that would be a question for somebody who's tuning in is whether you're a uh, full service or, uh, if this is, you know, that part of the training, uh, and you just clear the air. So that's great. That's yeah. awesome. a media training part, but I also do a lot of, um, strategic, um, marketing, strategic planning. Like one of my clients now, um, he is, in the construction industry. So he's got a $30 million construction industry company, but he has written a children's book. Ordinarily, I wouldn't take on a children's book, but because this children's book is about the crisis in the construction industry, we're moving and because we're, we're, we're actually changing the perception from being dirty and disrespected to noble and needed. That is something that we're working on um, together to, uh, and, and that, that would go in several stages. One, we're pitching the trades, right? Then yep. the consumer, direct to consumer, and then people who would be interested in buying the book. So there's three different marketplaces for that. Okay. And then I'm working with them on creating their whole marketing strategy 
behind the scenes because they they're not set up yet on the internet because they're they're businesses that are um, more brick and mortar, right? Yep. So yeah. so we there's a learning curve to marketing, you know, on the internet. So that's what I'm working with them on too. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So I want to touch on your book because I love, love, love the title. It's Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. (laughs) (laughs) Can you give us some insight um, into your book? Is it still available? Can people still get it? It's still, what I've done is I've actually turned that book into a course called The Zen of Fame, Your Genius Gone Viral. And the first part of the course, you learn your messaging because most people do things back asswards. They contact the media and then have an, oh, you know what moment when the media calls. So the messaging comes first, then it's setting up your systems. Like what I was talking about with the construction company, you have to make sure that when people arrive at your website, PR gives gives people pushes people to your door but you need to open it and usher them through whatever that process is um from free free to fee right and then the last part is um the 25 day marketing campaign that suits your style and energy because i wrote the book cat because people kept coming to me they thought they were bragging begging or whoring to get publicity and i said it doesn't need to be so you can be the true you and still get what you want and that's what the whole book is based on Oh, great. Right. I love that because um, a lot of times people feel like they have to go over the top to sell when at the end of the day, you know, and I try to coach and and train people that people buy from people. They're not buying what you're schlepping. (laughs) They're buying because they like you. They, They connected with you. Something human happened. You know, yes, I love that. Something human. It is human and it really boils down to that. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And I'm I'm loving the show Nashville. I know it's a little older now. I don't know if you've watched it. Yep. <laughs> but it's so it's so great because I love the star of Raina James and how it's contrasted to um, Juliet. Right. Yep. And and Raina James is true to herself and true to her music. And that is her inner muse. That is something that is always driving her forward is that is these are my songs. This is how I'm growing. These are the new songs that I'm creating and, um, and how she works all those relationships to try to get the best for everyone. And I think that's the key thing is like, how can I, when, when you ask yourself, like, what is, what is my highest good? How can I serve? And that goes with like, are the clients a good match? Are, I, I'm always just looking for, are we a match? Is this going to serve both of us? And that's what I love about Raina James is that yeah. she's she negotiates these really hard relationships in a in a dog eat dog world, right? Like, and and where she's shuffled to the side and she manages to negotiate them. And I think it's like so admirable by staying true to herself. In oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, are there certain things a person feels when they suspect they have imposter syndrome? Is there a certain feeling or a certain way that they're like seeing themselves? I had I I did a workshop once and um, this woman said they they said, what's your power animal? Mm -hmm. And she said, um, ah, it's a bear. You know, she said. (laughs) But I feel like I'm a little brown mouse. Got you. And she was. Mm-hmm. She was a brown mouse. So she wanted to be the bear. 
But if we feel like we're a little brown mouse and we're aspiring to be a bear, I mean, first we have to ask, is that is that true to who I am? Like, is it pressure to be an extrovert if you're an introvert? Yeah. Or, um, you know, is that who you are? So it's really about keeping your quirks and developing those into the unique you. That's the most important thing. So it's trying to find those points that that are special about right. you. And sometimes, sometimes um, I love when people, you know, are a little quirky or they talk in a different way. I'm not going to smooth that out of them. Yep. 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 You know? And that makes total sense. Uh, I think another thing probably someone feels is like you hit on before the lack of confidence. They know they know it but they feel like they're not as confident about it, you know? But the thing is, and, and that's where daily practices come in. Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of different daily practices because I'm a very anxious person. Even coming on this podcast, I'm like, my sweetie's like, have something to eat. I'm like, I can't eat, you know? <laughs> I always eat after, but I can't eat before. Yeah. Um, and that's just part of my nature. It's accepting that, that even though I do podcasts and do speaking, I'm, um, I'm an, I'm a trained extrovert. So okay. yeah, yeah. And so, so I use a lot of the techniques that I've used on myself and that come from martial arts and training in tennis and all of that, that help you calm down yep. and help you relax. And part of these daily practices might be something as simple as breathing, Yep. You know, doing the box breathing, the in for four, hold for four and out for four, right? Because if you do that even for five minutes, you're going to change your neurology. You're going to calm down. Yep. yep. So, but start to practice that now. There's a book that I haven't, um, I just heard an interview of, um, it's, a, it's, I think it's called Built to Move. And one of the things that I love that they said, it's, it's how to maintain your mobility as you age and in any age. And one of the things that they did is integrate movement into what you're already doing. So like, for example, when I'm walking, I walk every day, I do breathing exercises. Okay. Because I'm doing two things at once. So yep. I do the breathing and I'm trying to expand my breathing and like expand it, like to hold my breath underwater too. So I do all of that to expand my lung capacity. I also do um, like a Buddhist prayer, which is very, which is very simple that it's not really some people have tried to actually smooth out the Buddhism of it, but it's like, um, may I be filled with loving kindness, may I be well, may I be peaceful entities, may I be happy, may everyone be filled with loving kindness, may they be well, may they be peaceful entities, may they be happy. So I do that every single day, pretty much, because it's putting the goodwill out into the world of how I want to feel myself, but also how, so I do it for myself and I do it for others, sometimes, you know, one or the other, but it's, it's a practice that I'm always doing because I want to maintain my faith in humanity with right. everything that's going on, which is not always easy, right? In the world. And there's, we always look at like, there's always good people and some, a lot of stuff is happening that is not so positive. Yeah. You no, know? that makes so sense. I want to maintain that inner equanimity, no matter what's going around me. And by the way, I pulled a card right before this from Tosha Silver. I don't know if you know her, but she's really lovely. It's called the sanctuary card. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted to read it because I just thought it was so lovely. Um, a sanctuary resides inside, inside you, no matter what is happening. This inner temple beckons you to enter, take a deep breath, enter and sit down on the throne of your own heart. Oh, that was so poetic and beautiful. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. You know? and, yeah. and I think that's really part of the essence of imposter syndrome is really um, 
taking our own measure and Mm -hmm. creating that marvelous me file, but not in a way like when people say wonderful things about you, put it in that file, but also put it in your mental file. And it's not necessarily that we're getting all the our accolades from the outside, but we really want to internalize that. But one way to internalize it is to start to really repeat those things to ourselves and say, recognize what's really wonderful about you that, that, that isn't the same as everybody else. Right. Right. And I think it's people dedicating a little bit of time for their affirmation or um, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is for you. Yep. That it's going to help them build that confidence. And do do those daily practices and then do the the physical daily practices, whether it's doing a video a day. You don't have to you don't have to post it anywhere, (laughs) you know, but start to do it and, and start to accept those those opportunities that are coming to you, even if you are so scared, you are shaking in your boots. Right, exactly. Well, how do people connect with you? Do you have anything special for our viewers? I do. So prsecrets.com is my website, like publicrelationssecrets.com. And then we have the hundred word email that can get the media to call you. And I think it's for just forward slash a hundred. I know we sent the um, let's yeah, see. I will drop it in the comments. I have it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And there's plenty of other free things on my website. There are videos, there are special reports. There's, there are lots of things that you can get, whatever your mode is. If you want to read, if you mm-hmm. want to get special reports, they're all there on PRSecrets.com. And if you would like to engage with me further, I have a free 15 minute consult and I'd love to speak with you. Okay. And that was the other thing I was going to ask is if they had any questions, if they wanted to go in the PR direction and just, you know, use you as a a kind of sounding board and find some PR companies, but also. um, Yes, absolutely. And you can DM DM me on LinkedIn. So connect me on LinkedIn. I see Joe says, Ziggy Marlowe, Marley, it was actually Kaimani who wrote a book. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I hadn't heard of him at the time either, but he yep. said, you know, filled stadiums, 20,000 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So incredible. Quite something. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, connect with me or DM me on LinkedIn if that's the easiest thing for you. Awesome. Uh, any last minute thoughts or words to share? Anything? Yeah. I think my last minute thought is. Um, one thing that we have from that we do in Aikido and that you can practice every single day, it's to um, expand your energy. And we do this before we get on the mat. And this is something that you can do behind the scenes at any time, but it's imagine above, below, side to side, back, front to back, that you're expanding your energy out. So before you enter a room, before you step on a stage before you do a sales call, mm-hmm. you center yourself and ground and then expand your energy in all of those directions. That's one of the things that helps develop command presence, but it does take practice to start to feel that. And then to be able to do it on command. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Susan, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a delight. Yes. It did. It did. I'm sure that we could probably sit here and talk forever. (laughs) 
I think so. I think so. Well, thank you for joining me. If people have any more questions, they'll drop them in the comments on the different platforms. I'll make sure I go back and tag you so that you can see. Thank you. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for this. So lively. And I love to meet all your new people. And thank you so much, Kat. Thank you. Thank you for joining my Stand Out and Grow Live podcast. Please join me again next Monday. And again, we uh, have these live at 2 p.m. Central Time. So don't miss out. And if you have any questions or you're just catching the end of this podcast, it just hit rewind, catch it from the very beginning, and you're going to le- learn about imposter syndrome, which with my lovely guest, Susan, uh, had a, a great presentation in regards to it and you will learn a lot learn a lot and she is a a media coach and marketing strategist so please reach out to her thank you again and as i always end this you got this thank you so much for listening to this episode of stand out and grow Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutengrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. Advertise helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.